Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry fields, nothing is real There's nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever Rice, the deepest secrets of her heart had been exposed and the unspeakable beauty of her affections laid bare. I hoped against hope that I might be accepted or at the very least be excused. Instead, I found myself set adrift, abandoned by those I thought had loved me the most. Abandoned. Hated. Betrayed. Jesus Christ, Madge. Right. Auntie Madge! Here we go. Coming! Hi! Jesus, Olive. You're nearly out of knocking me over. Don't you think you're a bit too big for that sort to carry on now? You're never too old to live dangerously. Oh, would you look at Miss Prim here. Olive, the philosopher. Who on earth taught you that? You did. Damn right I did. Now, are your mum and dad coming in for some tea? No, they've already driven off, but they say hi. They've got to get back to Anglesey before eight to get the ferry. Dublin, I'm back in a day. Christ. Well, more tea for us then. And I made us some cake. I bet you're hungry after your trip. You don't bake. You burn toast. I do not. I'm fine. It's from the grocery store, but don't tell anyone. Have you got biscuits? Oh, pressful. Tea it is then. Right you are, my love. Well, go on then. How many times were you sick on the ferry? Was it a new record this time? None. None? Goodness me, Olive. You are getting big. I have these tablets I take now, which help me not feel funny, but they're huge, Auntie Madge. Impossible to swallow. Oh, dear. Well, you won't be needing them again until September. Anyway, it was basically just the same as always, except Mum and Dad were super weird. Oh, were they? Yeah, they must be about to get a divorce. Why else wouldn't they stay here with us? They've gotten rid of me for the summer so they can work on their marriage. That's what I think. Joan Reardon's parents went away for a week to Paris and when they came back, they said they were getting a divorce and that they had to sell the dog. And when I asked mum and dad why they weren't coming here, they wouldn't even answer. Now, I'm sure that's not it. Your parents love each other very much. Me. How many sugars was it again? I'm serious. They just stared at each other and didn't say anything. Like, hello, your near-growing daughter is here in the backseat asking you a question. Very politely, I might add. And you're just ignoring me. I mean, come on, I'm a real person. I'm not like, it's not like you can ignore me and just pretend that I don't exist. You'd be surprised what people are capable of. What do you mean? I said that's no surprise, Olive. You're 13 years old, sure. You're a growing woman, 
And for some people, the best way to make sure a woman doesn't cause a problem for them is just to pretend she isn't there, that she doesn't have thoughts or feelings of her own, that if they just leave her alone, she'll eventually shut up and learn to accept the way things are. And, well, it's just no surprise at all, is it? I don't take sugar anymore. I've gone off it. Sorry, Olive. Your Aunt Madge has been having a bit of a tough time lately. But I have loads planned for a very fun summer. So I'm very lucky to have you here. Mm, Mum said that you'd be different this time. But she didn't say why. Is it because I'm starting to get boobs? They're still small, you know, and the boys don't stare at them yet. Oh, Olive, no. Don't be silly. Oh, oh, can I get it? Be my guest. Oh my god, Jill! I literally got here five minutes ago. I know! I saw you drive fast. And you're just in time. Gilmore Girls is starting in ten minutes. Do you want to come over and watch? Oh, can I go, Auntie? Go, go. Enjoy yourselves, girls. We'll be back by nine. Yes, yes. Come on. We don't want to miss it. Oh my god. Did you see the last <gasps> the episode? one where Laurie kissed him. I know! Wait, Olive. Yeah, Oh, fuck it. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Christ, Dan, you don't even have the decency to answer the phone. Well, thank you for dropping Olive off. She seemed happy to be here, despite everything. Thanks for coming in to say hello to your sister, too. You know what, Anne? Don't bother coming here again. In September, you can pick up Olive at the bottom of the garden. Goodbye. Right, so that's one Americano, one breakfast tea and a lemon drizzle. No, wait, was there milk with the tea? Do you take milk, Olive? And were you having cake? I can't remember. Just a little bit of milk. Thank you, Billy. And no cake for me. <laughs> I'm all caked out of it since moving here. Right, yes, good. Well done, Billy. Ma'am, don't. What? You're embarrassing me. Ah, oh, go on, Billy. Get back to work. Mummy's proud of you. Bless her. She used to be attached to me at the hip, and now she's embarrassed to even be seen with me. Perks of having kids. Actually, I meant to ask, how come Billy has an Irish accent? Oh, she always preferred her father to me, and he's from Dublin, believe it or not. Twenty years ago, I was trying to branch out the business and open a few more stores. He came in to buy a top hat for the races, and, well, that was that. And her dad is... Oh, he left years ago. Had an affair, the bastard, with my friend from school. But we're happy on our own, Billy and I. She does secretly love me. Bless. Now, if I'm dragging you away from your work, please just say. But the least I can do is buy you coffee and a cake. No, no, no. The shop's closed today. I can't afford to keep it open for more than three days a week. I'd have thought there'd be a big demand for a haberdasher out here. Sadly not. People are all buying their bits from Bath or Bristol or online now. Hmm. Well, listen. I've got something exciting to ask you about. 
I finally got to clearing out Madge's office. Thought I might find something amongst all the rubbish, but turns out Otis and Fonzie had other ideas and took this from her desk a while ago. Oh, goodness. Once I started, I couldn't stop. It's, I mean, it's brilliant, Sarah. And I wanted to ask... Stop, Olive. Sorry? I didn't know there was another copy of this. Oh, is this not the only one? God, it's beautiful. It's... Look, I want to run something by you. Yes? You shouldn't have read this. It wasn't meant to be read. What? No, of course it was. What do you mean? I think I should keep this. Sarah, I'm not here to judge. I wouldn't dream of it. I wanted to talk to you about publishing it. Excuse me? I want to publish it. Share the story. No. What? I... I want to honour my Aunt Madge, keep her memory alive. I want to... You've run out of money and you want to sell her story. Is that it? Sarah, no. It's nothing like that. Then what is it? Being here, being in her house. I've learned so much about her from the house and from everyone in the village and I just feel like maybe I didn't know my own aunt at all. And that feels... Well, that feels shit. didn't know her. Not like you did, no. But I, I want to. I want to know more about her. I mean, I, I suppose this is my way of being there for her when I couldn't be there before. By publishing a book she chose not to publish herself. Sarah, I'm not trying to out her or something. I want my mom and dad to read it. I want the world to read it. To see the talent and the deep, deep love that my aunt had within her. I know she would want the world to know. She probably just never got around to it. My relationship with your aunt is not a story you can commodify, publish or capitalise on. It's ours. Mine and Maggie's. And you don't have the right to do whatever you want with it, whether your intentions are good or not. Maggie might be gone, but I am still very much here. And I don't need the world to consume our story to know that it was special and that it was loved. I really don't. I'm sorry. I... I didn't think of it like that. Did you ever wonder why we didn't tell anyone in the first place? Why you never knew about your aunt? Why your parents never came back to Swallowscroft? Sarah, I... Your mother found those letters, and Maggie never told anyone ever again and burnt them in the garden for the whole village to see. We kept our love quiet so that your poor Aunt Maggie never had to go through anything like that ever again. That was our choice, Olive, to keep our love quiet, to keep it ours. Your aunt didn't want the book published, so you can forget about it right now. I'm sorry, I... You're very like her. Who? Maggie? Your mother. Oh, please, don't. I never understood why she pulled away from me. Why she was so cold those summers. Why didn't she just tell me, confide in me? Look, you can think whatever you want about me, but I am not my mother. I would have understood. I would have... God. What a waste. What a fucking waste all of this has been. You stopped coming to visit, 
She stopped asking. She was a stubborn woman, Olive. And you're not going to find her in this book. And you're certainly not going to find her in Swallow's Croft. She's gone and she's taken her secrets with her. You're right. I know. I'm sorry, Sarah. I really am. I, I'm such an idiot. I, God, what am I even doing here? I don't know what I'm doing here. None of us do. Auntie Madge deserved so much better. You deserved so much better. Well, despite it all, we really were extraordinarily happy. You have no idea how lucky I am to have known and shared so much with your aunt. You don't need to be sorry. We were happy. Well, that's all that matters. Exactly. The book doesn't need to be out in the world for us to know that. You're right. Keep it. You might find solace in it. Thank you, Sarah. Just know that whatever you're looking for, Olive, you might never find it. I know. You sure you don't want to order any cake? God. Yes, please. Where's Billy? They do an amazing pineapple upside down cake with clotted cream. Divine. Billy, love. Not bad, considering it was missing about half its screws when I found it, right? <laughs> It'll do. I won't be employing you as a furniture maker anytime soon, though. Oi! I'm kidding. You're halfway to a very chic garden party with this table. You should make an umbrella out of small curtains or something. Now that's DIY. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone would come to the party if I hung my aunt's old drapes around the garden. Oh, God. Do you not miss parties? Ever since I had Josh, I've been dying to go clubbing. God, no. <laughs> Poor 21-year-old me is screaming at me right now. Why did you do this to yourself, Jill? You used to be so fun. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times you can walk home alone at 5am with your heels in one hand and a McDonald's in the other, watching the sunrise as you get into bed and vomit all over your own feet before you wonder why you're doing it in the first place. That was surprisingly poetic thank you but isn't that exciting walking around the city in the early hours of the morning eating kebabs and getting catcalled god i mean the catcalling not so much and really all you're thinking is fuck i'm hungry jesus it's cold and i thought i gave up smoking but apparently not really not so exciting i wanted my hendo in dublin you know <laughs> ended up going to cornwall and getting kicked out of the pub at 10pm. <laughs> Olive? Yeah? What are you doing? What? Building tables? Oh, I don't know, just something no, to do. No, Olive, what are you doing here? When are you going home? This is my home. I mean, it's not though, is it? I hope you're not throwing me out, Jill. If I don't, somebody else should. There's nothing for you here. There's nothing for any of us in this stupid village. Jill, you've got to stop with this pessimism. I love the quiet here. I love the weird locals. I love how there's nothing to do and nowhere to be. 
you can just exist. Exactly. There's literally nothing to do. I can't fucking stand it. Jill, come on. It's like you don't want me here or something. Can't I enjoy my childhood happiness again without you telling me I'm wasting my time? I really don't understand what your problem is. Do you know how patronising you are? Moving here and pretending like you're in some 17th century novel. This isn't paradise, Olive. People literally come to die here. My parents died here. Your aunt died here. I'll die here. You'll probably die here too. It's not like when we were younger and a twig on the side of the road could keep us entertained for five hours. I've been working as a cashier in the same grocery store for nearly 15 years. Christ, I'm married to the first boy I ever kissed. This place, it's... it's incestuous. You need to get out while you can. Oh, stop it, Jill. You're being melodramatic. What I would do to have a life like yours, Olive. Everything handed to you, including this place. My dead aunt left this to me in her will. I'm sorry if you think that's a privilege. But it is though, isn't it? And yet, Madge always hated you. She hated your whole family. Hated your wealth and how easy your lives were. I mean, she hasn't seen or spoken to you in over ten years. And suddenly, boom, here you are. A cottage in the countryside and a brand new life all to yourself. Do you know how sickening this all is? Do you still want that cup of tea or are you going to keep being a bitch all night? Sorry. We sent off the application for Josh's primary school place today. I can't believe you want him to board. You're sending your child away, Jill. He's not even two. He wouldn't go until he was seven. And yes, I am sending him away. So he was far away from here as possible. You're out of your fucking mind. That poor child. Everyone used to say it to me, you know? My mum, my dad, even Madge. That Ben was a distraction, a bad influence. An anchor I dragged around by my ankle, slowing me down. But he never felt like that. But I mean, if it wasn't for him, I would probably wouldn't be in this shitty village anymore. I always tell him that meeting him was the best thing that ever happened to me. But I've only ever been with one man, Olive. One man! Since I was 13! What kind of a life is that? I know what you're going to say. That I'm so lucky to have a life at all. And a beautiful husband and a healthy son. But oh god. Olive, sometimes it's like I'm standing on the deck of the Titanic. And I'm the one playing the fucking violins. Jesus. But what's stopping you? Why don't you go somewhere? Go with Josh and Ben. And start something new. This is their home, Olive. And Ben loves it here. I'd be sacrificing their happiness for mine, and I can't do that. I wouldn't do anything to hurt them. No. But you have to find some way to be happy here, Jill. Instead of moping around and bringing everyone else down with you. Hmm. You should see a therapist about it or something. I'm sure that would help. God, no. We don't do that here. Oh? In Ireland, everyone's got a counsellor. It's great. You should really think about it. Hmm. Maybe. Good. Do you really think she hated me? Madge? I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. If I'm being honest, Olive, I don't think she was too fond of the person you became. A fancy real estate agent with no more time for her. I don't know. Well, you seem to know more than I do.
Fuck the tea, Olive. How about gin tea? Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I don't have any gin. Oh, shit. Let's go out. Where? Touche. news then okay but you have to promise not to tell anyone is it a boy how did you know it is a boy i knew it tell me tell me tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. okay 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 so his name is ben i was riding home on my bike and Ooh, I, I ran into ben i am not gonna tell you if you keep interrupting sorry, me sorry i'll be quiet so his name is ben and i was riding home on my bike and i ran into a traffic cone because I don't know, I wasn't looking or something. And he came up and helped me up. And anyway, he goes to St. Peter's, you know, the boys' school. And turns out, he's actually my new neighbour. Oh my God, your neighbour? Is he nice? Olive, he's fit. Like, he is really tall. Almost as tall as my mum. And strong. Like, he helped me back up with just one arm. It was amazing. The best part. What? His voice has... No way! Yeah! It's all funny and low like dads. He doesn't sound like the boys at school. He's a real man. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. He left me this message. Hey, so... I was, like, thinking that, like, it would be cool and all if we could, I don't know, hang out sometime. I'd bring sweets, obviously. Only if you want to, though. If not, that's cool, too. Wow! So do you love him then? I think so. I want him to come to Dublin with me. Really? Yeah. When I fly back with you, I'll bring him with me and we can live in the city and marry and have babies. And it'll... But wait, don't you want to stay here? What about when I come to visit? Are you kidding? No way! The city is so exciting, like in Friends. Here it's just so slow, boring. Okay, well, except when you're... No way, there's so much to do. (gasps) We should go swimming under the bridge tomorrow, scare the ducks. Mm, Maybe. You can stay here if you want, you know. Go to school for me. Only if you go to school for me. (gasps) We could swap places. Yes! No, wait. I've got an exam on Friday. Ugh, damn. I'm no good at those. Promise we'll at least do it when we're older. (sighs) Pinky promise. Where did you put the popcorn? Gilmore Girls about to start. Lord, may you keep these chickens safe in the big chicken coop in the sky. What are you blathering on about, kid? Saying a prayer for the chickens. Aren't we supposed to do that? Ah, smart boy. Uh, Last time I held a funeral for some chickens must have been... Ah, God, sure, it must have been about five years ago. It was old Mrs. Farnham's chickens, and they'd all been hit by a car, would you believe? Now, what they were doing out on the road in the first place, I've no idea. But 
I thought best not to ask what with don't speak it of the dead and all that. But anyway, sure, that was... Ramsey! Eh? A moment of silence with the chickens, please. Show some respect. Oh, right, right. Sorry. I just don't understand. Oh. How, how the fox got in here. Like, that, that chicken wire was meant to keep them out. Well, they are crafty foxes. I really liked those chickens, you know. God, that's a month of hard work gone to waste. At least the eggs were tasty. Olive, would you like to say a few words? Oh, um, yes. Thank you, Otis. Thank you all for coming. We are gathered here today to celebrate the lives of these four chickens. Um, Damien, Clarissa, Bartholomew and Otis Jr. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Otis. They were good chickens. And it's a shame that a hungry fox got into their coop and, well, you know... Ate them? Yes, ate them. We will miss them very much and we hope that they find a big coop to run around in heaven? Yes, it's called Chicken Run. We hope that they enjoy their time in the Chicken Run. Um, amen. Amen. Thanks for the help, guys. I really don't know what I'd do without you both. Oh, don't mention it. It's fine. Look, I'm I'm sorry about what I said the other day. About you being shit at your job, Fonzie. You're not. And even if you were, you're an excellent friend. I, uh, I didn't think I would, but I think I like having people poke around in my life. Needed, even. And I'm really lucky to have you guys. And we're happy to be here. Say thank you, kid. Thank you, Olive. Even though you mean to Fonzie. Hey, now, now. No, no, he's he's right. I was very mean. And I'm very sorry. You are very forgiven. Thank you. Look, um... I, I, I was wondering if you'd like to, um... Yes? Uh, well, I was wondering if maybe you'd like to stay. Stay on, I mean. As my handyman. My official handyman. As in officially employed, with pay. I'm happy to negotiate whatever kind of price would work with you, Fancy, Because I just really think that it would be great to have you and Otis around to help with everything. Because, well, the house is falling apart. Oh, it doesn't have to be a full-time thing. Maybe only one or two days or afternoons a week. But I really want to get this cottage fixed up. And you two are such a great help and great company. And, and... You're a kind soul, Olive. Remind me a lot of your auntie in that way. <laughs> But I'm afraid I can't help you, what with the post round and everything, and... You know, Olive, I think you need to find your own way here. You don't need an old codger like me hanging around taking up all your time. 
that wouldn't be such a bad thing. And sure, it balances out. What would your business partner be, nine? I'm ten. And I can't work for you because I have school. Because I'm ten. Sorry. Yes, of course. Silly me. Are you sure you'd get sick of us here soon enough, anyway? We better get going now. <laughs> me man will be wanting her newspaper. Now there's a woman who's sick of me. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Olive. Come on, kid. Let's get you home. Bye, Olive. Hey! Easy. You could have killed me with that hug. Life's all about living dangerously. Who taught you that? I read it in a book once. Bye! Bye! No more scrambled eggs then, I guess. You could always buy your eggs from the supermarket. Oh, Jesus Christ. Alice, sorry, you gave me a fright. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you a fright. Oh, you've got your bird seed, of course. God, I'm sorry, Alice, but the chickens have actually all just died. Last night, actually. You're very kind to think of me, but... Uh... Yes, I'm aware. I saw them being buried. A fox, I imagine. Their cubs will have grown up by now and will be learning how to hunt. Clever animals. My condolences, though. I once lost one of my favourite blackbirds and it truly changed me. Right. Right. Uh, uh, how, how did you lose her? Him. Why do people always assume birds are female? It's impossible that every bird would be a female. No, uh, of course. Uh, sorry, how sexist of me. As for the bird, it died of old age. He was five. A very old soul. About the bucket, though, uh, while, yes, this is my seed bucket, it doesn't currently contain any seed. Unless the birds like to eat pound coins, which they don't. Oh, right. Right. Sorry. Are you collecting for something? Exactly. Charitable donations. Would you care to contribute? Oh, sure. Donations for what? My tuition for Oxford. In a bucket. Alice, why are you collecting donations for Oxford in a bucket? Because I... Well, because I don't know what else to do. Oh, Alice. Is money a problem at the moment? Well... My father is a drunk and my mother has an unshakable fondness for online poker and I can't apply for a student loan because we own so much land. So, yes, rather a large problem. Oh no, Alice. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I had no idea. Don't apologise, it's not your fault. I mean, unless of course you happen to be the card shark that cleared my mother out in a game of blackjack. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Have you changed your mind about Oxford then, Alice? Are you going? No. I am still deciding, but good to be proactive, I think. Gather some funds, at least. God, you really do amaze me, Alice. Oxford would be lucky to have you. You're one of a kind. Ah, uh, you wouldn't say so. If I was one of a kind, I'd be able to make up my mind. 
and well you see the thing is I'm 18 years old and I don't know what I want my life to be let alone who I want to be there's times I just want to be a magpie and be one for sorrow all my life and times I want to wrap my arms around my parents and make them better and times I think about going to Oxford and reading books and being really truly happy I thought that maybe if I read every book I could lay my hands on that life would make a lot more sense but all it's done has made our world seem ever so slightly inferior and made all of the decisions so much harder to make. Well, I'm in no way as knowledgeable as every book in the town library, Alice, but what I do know is, and I don't know if this will be any help at all, 18 is much too young to know what you want for your breakfast, let alone for the rest of your life. You have all the time in the world. And sure, not everything has to make sense. Sometimes the confusing parts are the best parts. Like you moving here? Yes, I suppose so. When do you turn 30? <laughs> Mind your own business. Here's 20 pounds. Uh, that's too much money, Miss Olive. I can't accept that. You'll need a lot more if you want to go to Oxford. Yes, I suppose I will. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. I hope you get some more chickens. I always liked hearing them cluck away at six in the morning. Oh, sorry about no, that. No, I liked it. I've got some spare feed you can use if you'd like. You're kind, but I don't know if I'll get any more chickens. I think the universe might be trying to tell me something. Like what? That I've eaten too many eggs? If that's a metaphor, I probably won't understand. Never mind. <laughs> Good luck, Alice. Thank you. Auntie Madge. Auntie, Madge, none of this makes any sense. None of it. My life here, my friends. What friends? All those phone calls? All Theocre wanted was for me to sign something saying I was never coming back. They don't miss me there. They don't need me here. None of this makes any sense. Does it have to? Oh, shush. You're not here. You're not in this house anymore. Don't torment me. And no, it doesn't have to make any sense. Ugh but I need it to. No, you don't. What the hell would you know? You didn't tell me anything. You kept me in the dark. I, I could have helped. I could have been there for you. I could have talked Mom into loving you again. You didn't let me try. You abandoned me. I was 13. How could I abandon anyone? You let me spend the best part of my life thinking that my aunt hated me. That on my 13th birthday, you decided I was someone who didn't deserve to be loved by you. Four years, Auntie. Four whole years. I was getting my periods, falling in love for the first time, having, having my first sip of alcohol, falling out with friends. Four years, I thought you despised me. That that summer I had done something to upset you and that I would never be forgiven. And for what? A secret? 
You're gay. So what? I would have loved you, Madge. And we could have bitched about my mom and what a coward she was. And I wouldn't have spent the next however many years of my life wondering what the hell I'd done wrong. We could have laughed, Auntie. We could have had endless cups of tea out of your little cat teapot. And you could have told me about your new loves. Literature and plays and, well, women. And I would have been happy to be a part of your life still. Happy to escape the city and happy to share your life with you every summer for the rest of my life. Why leave me this house? Why leave me to pick up the remains of your life if you couldn't trust me? None of it makes any sense. Coming here has just made it all worse. I'm lonely, Auntie, and I'm living like a ghost, haunting the life you lived here, but unable to understand you or myself or anything around me. I thought I could leave that loneliness behind. Leave that part of me to rot and die in the city and come here to start afresh. But I have no one. And I certainly don't have you. You gave up on me a very long time ago. That's not true. It is. And everyone here has someone apart from me. Sure, Fonzie has Otis, Jill has her family, Alice has the birds, Billy has her mom, and well, Sarah had you. I mean, I, I haven't even heard from my parents since I told them I was moving here. And my flatmate only called so many times because he didn't realise I wasn't there anymore. I'm nothing to anyone, Madge. You're a niece who an aunt forgets about, aren't you? Well, now I know you're only saying that because you're in my imagination. Exactly. I can't even keep four chickens alive, let alone understand why I'm here. Who the hell do I think I am? Olive. You're Olive. But who is she? Who is Olive? Because I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. No matter where I go, no matter who I meet or who I love or see, I always end up stuck on I don't know. Why did you leave me this house, Auntie? Why do you want me here? Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry fields You're not here. I know you're not here. 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 Nothing is real And nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever. Living is easy with eyes closed. Misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. It doesn't matter much to me. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to strawberry fields.
Swallow's Nest was written and directed by Imo Redpath as part of the DU Players Summer Festival 2021 Reverie. Olive was played by Kezia Keenan O'Shea. Fonzie was played by Oshin O'Reilly. Madge was played by Maureen Penrose. Jill was played by Tara Noonan. Otis was played by Dara Kelly. Sarah was played by Faye O'Reilly. Alice was played by Juliette Arpatch. Fikra was played by Connor Bustos. Billy was played by Rosie Joyce. And Ben was played by Connor Bustos. Original music was composed by Sammy Copley and the sound design team consisted of Robin Maher-Kavanagh and Harry Pender. The production manager was Gronya Dalton and the dramaturg was Alton Pringle. Episode 1 was written by Aoife Cronin, Killian O'Donnell, Fanula Maher and Emma Redpath. Episode 2 was written by Alva Noonan and Emma Redpath. Episode 3 was written by Tara Noonan, J.P. O'Brien, Alton Pringle and Emma Redpath, who is becoming sick of the sound of her name. Special thanks go to Claire Brennan and the DU Players Committee for supporting this project. These credits were read by none other than Tim Houston.